Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we've got a special show for you today. And uh, especially because a lot of you listening gave us the ideas for it and gave us the contributions. So Chris had a, a really interesting idea that he floated to our Facebook friends and our, well, of course, call them our friends of the show. So you want to tell us about today's uh, episode? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was feeling a little bit frisky the other day. <laughs> And uh, I posted to our Facebook uh, page, which, uh, you know, we got a lot of people on our Facebook page. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys have been commenting more and more. And I noticed that. So I thought I'd ask a question to the crowd. Crowdsourcing is what they call <laughs> the kids call it. Uh, and I said, hey, all, here's a question. What's your favorite George Harrison solo song and why? And we got a great response to that, so we thought, uh, why not make that an episode? Exactly. And so we started out today uh, with the song Love Comes to Everyone from the album George Harrison. And this was uh, suggested by friend of the show, Scott. And that I always like that song a lot. It's real peppy, and it, it has a 70s, like a little bit of a... I wouldn't say disco, but a little bit of a dancey kind of sound to it. But it's really catchy and just a lot of fun. Well, and it's an excellent opener. It's yeah. Really open the show with it. It's just like really uh, very good opener, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. So. so so good selection from Scott. We appreciate that. Um, let's go next to Craig. Craig uh, said, several of the songs on George Harrison are superb. I completely agree with that. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah, we just just heard a good one from it. Yeah. Uh, He says, but tonight I'll go for the demo of Here Comes the Moon because it's beautiful. So let's let's, uh, have a listen to the demo version of Here Comes the Moon. Like they don't notice this, but here it is, and here we come. Here come the moon, 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 moon. Here comes the moon, 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 moon. Oh yeah. When it's full As it turns my head around me Yes, it does And here it comes Here comes the moon The moon, the moon, the moon, the moon Here comes the moon The moon, the moon, the moon, the moon Well, Chris, I don't know what you think But whenever I hear demos like that, it, it makes me want to just call Olivia Harrison and say, "Please release more of this stuff, please." Like the early takes, of Volume yeah. One, it, it, they're just so, uh, so beautiful with just George and his guitar. Uh, I agree. Uh, some of the uh, stuff on early takes is just fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a. Uh, uh, I gotta say, I've never heard that demo before, and it was amazing. Amazing. So I'm uh, very happy Craig uh, mentioned it because it brought it to my attention. 
Is that? Uh-huh. I, I don't know how you feel. Have we ever talked about sequel songs? I think we did with uh, when we did our extra texture review, talking about while my guitar gently weeps and this guitar can't keep from crying. But what's your yeah, thought I on the? Yeah, I brought up all the other uh, sequels. Yeah, I, I can't remember what you <laughs> said. Sequel versions of that. <laughs> <laughs> what's your feeling on "Here Comes the Moon"? Uh, I I really have always really liked Here Comes the Moon. Mm-hmm. I think it's very beautiful. And the recorded version, of course, I think they do a great job uh, with the orchestration and, and uh, his guitar just sounds uh, brilliant on it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of that album. I can't wait till we uh, get to dig into that one. Definitely. So. Yeah, and fortunately we get to hear another song from that album a little bit later in the show. So uh, good stuff from George Harrison, and thank you to Craig for that one. We'll move on next to one of George's 80s songs, and it's a, it definitely has some Jeff Lynne going in it, but it's a song for, uh, suggested by Tim, who said, Right now I'd say cheer down. And then he says, I was at Lethal Weapon movie. I heard the vocals and slide guitar and recognized it as GH immediately. Great song. So why don't we listen to Cheer Down. from Lethal Weapon 2. It was a, that's a 1989 uh, movie, if you haven't seen it. Mel Gibson. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, the song? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we should do a future episode on uh, not necessarily movies or uh, songs that they wrote for movies, but uh, song oh. solo Beatles songs that appear in movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made a it made a uh, average uh, uh, at best uh, action film uh, a little bit better. Definitely, hearing that slide guitar, you can as Tim says, clearly sounds like George on slide. So yeah, uh, and of course on bass, guitar, keyboards, percussion, <laughs> and backing vocals is yet again mentioned yet again on the podcast. <laughs> Jeff Lynn. <laughs> you know, I really, I'm starting to think that uh, you've got a secret admiration for Jeff Lynn that you're just not uh, admitting to here. Denial is the first sign of a problem. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's something to that. But anyway, it's a good song and one you don't hear very often. So thanks to Tim. I don't know if you, if you do that. I, I definitely do that if I hear a, if I'm watching some movie and a, a Beatles or a, 
a Paul song comes on or something, I it like, ooh, I go, oh, yeah. hey, here we go. Yeah, oh yeah, per- <laughs> it's, it perks up the movie. Same with like Dylan tunes too. I remember oh, yeah. in uh, Wonder Boy, was that what was called Wonder Boys with the uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of Dylan tunes in there that really stood out. So, Good well, uh, the the next one comes from Michael, and uh, he uh, chooses uh, that is all. And Michael here says, hands down, his greatest vocal. That is all. So let's take a listen to it. song from living in the material world that is all and uh, it it i remember we talked about this it's a very pretty song and really seems heartfelt on george's part yeah i uh, i think it's pretty good i mean our uh, renowned uh fact checker will fact check on this uh whether or not we gave it a super positive uh, <laughs> review when we reviewed uh, living in the material world but i think it's pretty good uh, particularly, uh, you know, Michael uh, likes the vocals here, and like the instrumentation on all of that album is just really outstanding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's nice to hear those uh, songs from that album, and I think that's from my, my list here. That's our only one from uh, Living the Material World. So uh, thanks to Michael for that choice. So we're going to move now to one recorded a, a couple years before the last one. And this is a selection from Barnabas, who says, Wawa is really good and it rocks. And he also says, uh, Clapton does a, a cover in the concert for George. And uh, we we had to decide which one to play. We like the song Wawa, and it's a great song from All Things Must Pass. Uh, but we, we decided to choose the Bangladesh version, which also has Eric Clapton on it and also sounds pretty great. So let's check out Wawa from Bangladesh.
So a little Wawa from the concert for Bangladesh. And, uh, yeah. George, I've always been a huge Wawa guy, Dave. Yeah, oh, I know you have. Because yeah. Wawa means headache. So I, I, you definitely have <laughs> a lot of headaches when you have a Wawa. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's fantastic. I, I really, uh, uh, I, I especially back when I was um, in a band way back when, we played uh, several of the songs from... Uh, all things must pass, and that was the one that I really enjoyed the most. It just got got so much energy. I mean, you can't really do it justice without a you know big band behind you. No, so, definitely that nature. But uh, it's just really great, and the guitar is fantastic in it, and it's just a real, real rocking tune. So yeah, a good choice. And so uh, nice. yeah, thanks to to Barnabas on that one. Yeah, Barnabas has been uh, uh, a good friend of the show. Been really posting a lot. So. Uh, yeah, but we like that. Definitely. So, what do we have next? Well, next up is Judd, and Judd uh, mentioned three songs he likes. We'll only play one of them, Judd. But uh, <laughs> "Life Itself," "Dear One," and "Be Here Now." That's a "Be Here Now" is another one off of uh, yeah the material world. Uh, and then he says, "Not his name is Leg," <laughs> <laughs> which I know is one of your favorites. <laughs> 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 I'll, 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 I'll uh, you know, I'll uh, uh, point uh, our listeners to the uh, episode uh, on extra texture. Yes. About, uh, his name's Lex. Uh Now, uh, why are those three his favorites? He says, as to why these three songs seem very meditational, and George seems in a good emotional place. They are all fairly simple, which is when George was at his best, not trying to do too much. Be Here Now, especially, is one of the coolest songs I've ever heard from a pop star. Uh, now, uh, we're not going to play Be Here Now, though. We're going to play uh, Life Itself. When 
Well, it's interesting to hear Life Itself uh, from the album Somewhere in England, which is kind of an unusual album for a lot of reasons. Uh, but that's that's it has very simple lyrics to it, but they're very powerful and a lot of clear images that you can really relate to. So I, I, it is very meditational, as Judd says, and and George does seem very stable emotionally at that at that place. So uh, I, I think it's a nice song. Yeah, I'm starting to really connect with uh, some of those songs, uh, like you mentioned, that are meditational, because I've started to take up meditation as a daily practice in uh, my life. Hmm. So uh, songs like Be Here Now and, and that song um, definitely are starting to resonate a little. Yeah. A little bit with me. So, um, so great choices. Yeah. Great choices, buddy. Very good. So, yeah, thanks, Judd. Now, uh, the next song, uh, I, I don't even need to introduce this one to you because I believe it's, it might be your favorite George Harrison song, or if not the favorite, but certainly in the top couple. And this yeah. comes from Jim. <laughs> yeah. So Jim uh, suggests, uh, isn't it a pity? And he says, Clapton and Preston version in concert for George was phenomenal. So why don't we uh, take a listen to that particular version of Isn't It a Pity? really great version there yeah it's it just like almost everything on concert for george it really is a, a big standout and i like the two vocalists uh, with eric clapton and billy preston alternating on that one makes it even more effective and uh, even more interesting than it already is so great tune jeff lynn in the background of, yeah of course jeff, <laughs> you can't get it with, with george harrison comes jeff lynn it, it's just their uh, you know freaking frack so uh well 
Uh, next up is a, a tune from C. C-E-E. From C. And C uh, says, My Sweet Lord. And says, Because when it was released, I was just four years old and thought it was so beautiful. It can still make me cry. So let's hear a little bit of My Sweet Lord. So My Sweet Lord, probably one of George's most famous and most infamous songs, too. Uh, it's a nice choice, and it, is, it does it is very beautiful. Uh, and C also, C-E-E, also points out, uh, she said that she thinks the song is so beautiful it can still make her cry, even though she doesn't believe in God. And without wading into the debate about religion, I would just say that uh, I, I don't think you necessarily have to believe in anything to appreciate the sentiments and the the, you know, the the heartfelt, beautiful nature of this particular song and its meditative qualities. Yeah, definitely. Uh, plus, one of the all-time great uh, George solos on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So just a good choice. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting so far. If you look at our list from our listeners. We've got just a very few hits. Uh, that that was probably the only or the most famous, the most like commercially successful song we've had so far. So I think it's pretty uh, interesting just to see what people pick. And the next choice is also kind of a, uh, as our listener Simon says, it's a lost, overlooked, underrated song here. He calls it a classic. Uh, it's called "Fish on the Sand" from Cloud Nine. And he says, uh, two really nice chord key changes played on George's 360-12 string. He means the 360 Rickenbacker 12-string uh, guitar. Sounds like it could have come from any Beatles LP from 1965 onwards. So, I don't know, you probably haven't spun Cloud 9 lately, so maybe we should listen to Fish on the Sand again. Don't have a hold on me 
Dave, uh, Fish on the Sand there. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, it's one of the better tracks on Cloud9, if you ask me. And um, I, I, My problems with Cloud9 are all production-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's uh, one, of the, one of the better tunes, for sure. Uh, definitely showed he could still, still write a good song. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't released as a single, because it is very... as a good hook, and it's very catchy, and probably more so than... Well, obviously, while well, when we was fab and got my mind set on you are, are catchy as well for their own reasons. But this this kind of it, I sort of agree with Simon on this. It is a, a bit of an overlooked or underrated tune. So yeah, yeah, interesting now, choice. Now this next tune is not uh, <laughs> overlooked, um, and I think it's one of uh, your favorites. Oh yeah, it might for be sure. my favorite Harrison tune. Ah, and this comes from Spin. And Sven uh, chooses from the album All Things Must Pass, the song All Things Must Pass. He says, there are plenty other great ones, but this one has got that rare combo of great music and timeless, meaningful lyrics. Let's have a listen. Things must pass, Dave. You want to you want to rant and rave about it? <laughs> yeah, definitely no uh, ranting on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I from the combination of the of that a particular drummer who's playing some particularly identifiable fills on there with Ringo, 
and Klaus Vorman on the bass and George, of course, all over it. It just, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with Sven that it has the great music and timeless, meaningful lyrics. And I've quoted it for many, many times, uh, the lyrics for that song, and it may even be on my own Facebook page in a place or two. So, wow. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about that particular tune. And for and the, the Phil Spector wall of sound doesn't bother me particularly on that one, like some of the other songs on that album. Yeah, you know, you know the ones we've played uh, from All Things Must Pass. All, uh, you know, when you think back to Wawa, yeah, particularly that Phil Spector sound really works with Wawa. And yeah, maybe we'll have to do an episode talking about Phil Spector and give him his due. Yeah, at least <laughs> a little bit of credit for those songs, yeah. for at least. So, yeah, good choice. So, uh, good, good. You one. can't help if he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, things are not going well for him now, but uh, oh well. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we uh, move on next to another tune from uh, All Things Must Pass, and it's another one of these alternate versions. This comes from Catherine, who says, I really love the alternate version of Let It Down on All Things Must Pass, mostly because of Harrison's vocals, which have this raw, emotionally tender quality. Let it down Though you sit in a chair I can feel you here Looking like I don't So, Chris, what do you think of the the song "Let It Down" as well as the acoustic version we just heard? Um, I like it. I, I I think I agree with what uh, she was saying there. The uh, very emotional, kind of raw uh, there. Very, uh, you know. He, he sometimes we get this sort of version of uh, uh, George that's just really uh, open. Mm-hmm to us and I, I maybe that's why all these uh, early take kind of things are uh, real great listens yeah George might be the most accessible of all of, all of the Beatles yeah you, you know even even though yeah. Lennon supposedly is always described as the most emotionally open and raw there's still a lot of times you just don't really get that openness that you get with George you know Lennon and and McCartney for sure put put up these walls that 
sometimes. Yeah. Paul, uh, Paul definitely does. And uh, Ringo super duper does. <laughs> Ringo, who is Ringo? I, I don't really know. <laughs> but I think Lennon put up, uh, you know, sorry, at, at times, yeah. you know, and he's he's sort of being too cool for school, kind of. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, some walls, uh, but uh, I think George George uh, might be the most accessible. Yeah. So thank you to Catherine. Well, we've got one more, and we'll go out with the choice from Jay and uh, Jay. Uh, it's like the two different ones: uh, "What Is Life" and "Blow Away." And I think both of us really like "Blow Away." So oh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll go out on "Blow Away." But this was a great uh, uh, thing, and and I didn't really expect. To, uh, I didn't know what kind of. Risk would get, but I was sort of, uh, you know, intentionally fishing for some ideas for the show. So you might you might see some posts on the Facebook uh, uh, page if you're listening to this and you're not uh, following us on Facebook. Uh, please do, and um, you know we might ask a question that uh, gets uh, gets some responses and uh, maybe gets on another episode. So yeah, I think. It's definitely fun. We enjoy, of course, talking and give, sharing our opinions, but uh, the great thing about music and the great thing about a group like the Beatles is there's uh, there's plenty of things to talk about and plenty of angles to approach them from, so we yeah. uh, we benefit from hearing from everybody else as well as our own thoughts. Yeah. Well, this was a good, uh, a good uh, year for us, Dave, and we're looking forward. To, I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to the next year. We got some big things in, in the works, and some big plans and hopefully we'll uh keep doing a lot of these episodes for you guys definitely and we uh, hope everybody has a good holiday season and a happy new year this will be coming out fairly soon we're recording it on uh, late december here so it'll either be your end of the year gift or a gift to start out the new year so Look for lots of good things coming and uh, lots more fun and anniversaries and plenty of good controversial topics to bring up in the future. More Jeff Lynn. And more Jeff Lynn. And more Jeff Lynn, yeah. So. All right, well, let's go out with uh, George Harrison from the album George Harrison with Blow Away. Mm-hmm. 